my beautiful humans, and welcome back to The Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson. I'm, of course, your host, Brittany Anderson, and I help moms build six and seven figure businesses utilizing social media in order to become and live debt free. And today I want to talk to you about money. I want to first say none of this is financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. I am not an accountant. I am not any of those things. These tips and tricks that I'm going to share with you are simply what worked for my family and I in order to be able to pay off a massive amount of debt with not a very large income. So all of this is my own personal experience and it's not financial advice. If you are seeking financial advice, please reach out to a financial advisor that is certified and has great reviews. So I hope you enjoy this value uh, if you're really looking to take your finances to the next level in 2023. Enjoy. For those of you that are new around here, okay, for those of you that are new, uh, we have paid off a lot of debt over the years. Okay. The last time we paid off a really big chunk of debt, not including paying off our house. The last time was when we paid off almost $16,000 in debt with only a $45,000 a year income. Okay. This was almost 10 years ago, but we kind of know what we're talking about and we can give you good, ethical, resourceful ways to be able to pay off your debt without, um, without feeling like you are overwhelmed or you're lost or you don't know um, what's going on or you don't know who to ask questions to or whatever else it may be. So I'm obviously, hello from the UK. I'm obviously in the US. So I know some of you are international. So the things that I'm sharing with you may or may not work, but I promise you there is probably value in what I'm going to share with you that you can then translate into whatever the equivalent is in your country. So hello to Jackie. Hello, Kyle. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. I do not know why I cannot get rid of this pinned comment from literally three Facebook lives ago. Okay. We're going to try to delete this comment and see what happens. Cause I don't need you guys to know if you're talking about your story viewers or not. Okay. I think I fixed it. Awesome. Awesome. This is going great so far. Okay. So I did pull up a few questions that are very commonly asked question when it comes to money, saving, finances, uh, building an emergency fund, all these different types of things, sometimes of questions that people have. So let's see, let's do most frequently asked money questions. Okay. And as you guys are jumping on, when you guys have questions as well, feel free to send them over to me so I can make sure to answer them for you. Okay. Some of these are asking about credit cards. Some of these are asking about how much debt is too much debt. How much should I actually be spending on fun stuff? There are lots of great questions here, which is awesome. But I would really, really love to answer your guys' actual questions. So I'm going to start with sharing some tips that really helped us along the way when we paid off that almost $16,000 of debt with only a $45,000 a year income. In case y'all aren't really great with math, that is 33% of our income going to paying off debt with only $45,000 a year in income. That's a big chunk of income, okay? So I want to share with you guys a few things that we did um, to really be able to, to make this possible and to not make the journey miserable, okay? Because I'm going to be completely honest, when we first started going crazy on paying off our debt, it was miserable. If you have ever gotten serious about paying off your debt and it was absolutely miserable, 
Will you just drop me a yes in the comments below? Again, this is a safe, judgment-free space. But I want to have this conversation because I don't think a lot of people are having this conversation. When you go to from like living your life over here to now trying to be super, super strict and not having any fun, any eating out, any anything that you enjoy, you gave up your Starbucks, you gave up eating out, you gave up date nights, you gave up saying yes to your kids, you gave up all the things in order to pay off debt. If that is you, drop me a yes in the comments below, okay? I am very disciplined and I'm very consistent and my husband and I are both very, 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 very stubborn. So we made it through the terribleness of giving up everything and paying off debt. But I do not recommend that method. It is not sustainable. It's not joy-filled. It's not fun. And you feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is actually a train, okay? So I'm going to give you some different ways to do this that don't cut out every single thing that you love in your life, okay? But I do need you to determine what you value in life. You cannot honestly say that you value every single thing that you spend five to $25 on. You are spending money on things that don't actually matter to you because you don't have impulse control. Like, do you really need a cart full of things from the one to $5 section at Target? Or are you literally just buying them because you see them and you want them and you're not using your impulse control and you're not using your discipline? Okay. And maybe it's not Target for you. Maybe you like Starbucks or Dunkin', but you don't actually love it. And you just go and spend money on it because your friends do. Or maybe you don't actually enjoy eating out. Y'all, when we had young kids, we avoided restaurants like the plague. It was miserable. Okay? But sometimes out of lack of planning, we would end up at a fast food restaurant or a restaurant because... It was getting close to bedtime or it was getting close to nap time or we had another appointment we had to run to. So our only option due to lack of planning, our only option was fast food or a sit down restaurant. Is this making sense? Okay. So when you're thinking about how you can cut out things, I want you to think about what do you actually value? If you value sitting at home around the table and having a home cooked meal with your family and having good wholehearted conversations, then something that you can probably cut out is fast food and or restaurants. Does this make sense? If you actually love the taste and the feel and the excitement and the rush of energy you get through your veins from drinking Starbucks, then cut something else out. Because no matter how many $5 coffees you cut out, it's still going to take you 40 years to save a down payment for a house or 40 years to pay off your debt. I promise you, your $5 coffees are not going to make or break you. But having no impulse control and spending $5 to $10 on things over and over and over and over and over and over and over again that you don't actually care about is going to put you further and further and further behind in your financial vision. So I need you to decide what provides you value. What do you value? Do you actually value the Starbucks? If yes, then fine. So what are you then spending your money on that you don't value? Okay. And I had this like aha moment yesterday while I was sitting at my desk on a working Zoom with some of my incredible team members. I had this aha moment of asking myself how I would spend my money if I couldn't show people what I bought. 
Think about this here with me for a minute. Would you buy even the Michael Kors purse if you couldn't show it to anybody? Like you literally had to hide it from people when they came over. You had to carry your designer bag inside your coat when you went to the grocery store because you couldn't show it to people. How differently would you spend your money if you couldn't show people the things that you were buying? You could not post your delicious $8 Starbucks on Instagram and get 100 likes or 50 likes or some comments or whatever. What if you could not show people the things that you were buying? How would you spend differently? Would you care that you're wearing $10 jeans versus $40 jeans if nobody could see them anyways? Would you care if you were wearing Walmart jewelry instead of Tiffany's jewelry if nobody could see what you were buying anyways? How different would your spending be if nobody could see the things that you bought? And I mean everything. I'm talking about the computer that you own. I'm talking about the computer chair that you buy. I'm talking about the flowers that you buy or the gifts that you and your partner buy for each other. I'm talking about the new clothes that you buy for your kids. I'm talking about what backpacks your kids are taking to school. I'm talking about the snacks that you're taking to school for snack time. I'm talking about literally everything that costs you a penny. How would you spend differently if other people would never see what you bought? This is a huge eye-opener for a lot of people. Because even if you try to say, I don't care what people think, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You care how people look at your car. You care about what people think about your house. You care about how clean your house is and what other people think before they come into your house. Even if it's family, you still clean the house before they come over because you do care. No matter how much you try to convince yourself that you don't care, you care. And it's okay to care. It's part of being a human. But it's a great exercise to adjust your spending in the right categories to think. If nobody could see this, Brand new thing that I just bought. If I had to hide it when people came over, would I still buy it? Or would I go with a more budget-friendly option? Or would I just skip it altogether? Okay? If that makes sense, drop me a yes in the comments below. Because I know it's making some of y'all's wheels spin. Of like, even if you just look around the room that you are in. What would you have not purchased If you could take it back to the store right now and get a full 100% refund. In the exact room you're sitting in right now. How many things would you take back to the store right now in this moment if they would give you a 100% refund? Okay, this is good. This is just the beginning. This is getting good. So as I'm sharing these things, if you guys have questions, please ask them. I want to answer your specific questions. Okay, tip number two that I want to give you that I think this is actually where a lot of people fall off when they are focusing on bettering their finances. They start the budget and they stick to it for 30 days and they start to fall off and they spend one thing that they shouldn't have. And so then it just starts this spiral of financial irresponsibly spending. Okay. So number two is don't dwell on your financial mistakes. Too many people. I love that Jackie. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. Too many people 
try to change their financial direction or change their financial journey or try to change their current financial situation by leading with fear, guilt, and shame. These are three very, very, very powerful emotions. Fear, guilt, and shame. But the emotion that is more powerful than all three of those emotions is love. So if you are really looking to transform your finances in 2023, don't lead with fear, guilt, and shame. How many things have you changed in your life for the positive by starting that journey with fear, guilt, or shame? Probably not very many of them. You've probably started and fallen off, started and fallen off. Think about your health journeys. How many of your health journeys have started with fear, guilt, or shame and been a successful journey and you've been able to maintain that success? Probably not very many. But when you start shifting your finances for the better and you're leading yourself out of love, it feels different. It inspires you differently. It sticks with you differently. It is, you are more consistent in a different way because you are leading yourself out of love. I love myself so much that I deserve to have more money in my bank account. I deserve to have less debt. I deserve to live a life where I am not stressed out and anxious every single time about how much something is going to cost. I love myself so much. I don't want to put myself through this fear and this guilt and this shame and this anxiety anymore. I love myself so much. I'm willing to do the work to change. Okay. Because here's the eye opener. Money is not actually the issue. It's your behavior, which is why when people talk about all the different ways to pay off debt, people are like, it doesn't make any sense in the numbers to not pay off the highest Highest interest rate debt. Listen, you're not in debt because of math. You knew that you put that purchase on a credit card and that you had no way to pay off that credit card in 30 days because you don't have the money in your bank account and that after 30 days, you would be charged 14 to 24% interest. You already knew that. Math is not the problem. It's your behavior. Again, this is not to root this journey in fear, guilt, or shame. This is to start this journey with the correct focus. Math is not the problem. You knew the math wasn't mathing when you spent money you didn't have in your bank account. You already knew that. You were very smart. You're not in debt because you're dumb. You're not in debt because you don't know. You're not in debt because you're not an intelligent, powerful, incredible, brave human. You're in debt because you're not taking the correct actions to move your life forward. You don't have control over your impulse buying. You lack discipline when it comes to money. Math isn't the problem. It's our behaviors. So when we start these financial journeys and we have the awareness of like, it's not about the money. It's not about the math. It's about my behaviors. It's about my inability to say no to something that I know I don't need. It's my inability to say yes 
when I need to say yes to more hours at work or yes, I will stay longer or yes, I'm working on saving up money. So no, I'm not going to do that. Does this make sense? If this makes sense, drop me one in the comments below. Okay. So we have to focus on our behaviors. What are your, your, uh, like reactionary, uh, behaviors when it comes to money? When you are waiting in an aisle to check out at a grocery store and you look into your cart, how many things are in your cart that were not on your list? How many things do you add into your cart while you're waiting to check out? How many things are in your cart that you know are going to make you feel like crap when you consume them? How many things are in your cart because you want to be the cool mom that says yes to everything? Okay, when your Amazon boxes come in, okay, y'all, y'all are gonna get mad at me because I'm about to attack your Amazon behaviors, okay? But tell me why you are not in a financial position that makes you feel good yet you still have the one-click purchase attached on your Amazon account. Or you get an Amazon box on your front porch and you're like, I don't even remember what's in this. Huh? I, have, I have Amazon amnesia. I don't even know what's in this box. Why are you spending money if you don't love your financial situation and the amount of numbers in your bank account if you don't even remember what's in the damn box? I know this is a little spicy and it's very straightforward and it may feel aggressive, but I want you guys to win. I'm not aggressive. I want to be surrounded with winners. I want you guys to financially win. But you can't financially win if you don't change your behaviors. Why do you get 40 emails a day from your favorite places to shop with a coupon? You know what's an even bigger coupon than 20% off your favorite store? It's not buying the other 80% of shit you don't need. Why are you subscribed to all of those coupons when you are not happy with your current finances? Now, again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not telling you that in order to become debt-free, you have to give up Starbucks and Amazon and your favorite stores. But you do have to pick some things that aren't actually valuable to you so you can start doing valuable things that matter to you with your money. If you want to save more money, you have to spend less. There's only two ways. There are only two very simple ways to change your finances. Well, technically maybe three, okay? In order to change your finances, you have to make more money or you have to spend less money or you have to do a combination of the two. So no matter how many times you wish upon a star and you say, I'm changing my finances this year. In 2023, I'm going to be debt free. Sounds great. What behaviors did you change? What boundaries did you set around your money? What overtime or extra hours did you say yes to? Or what business did you decide to start and actually go all in with? You cannot change your finances in 2023 if you're not changing your freaking behaviors. If you're still spending like your money's burning a hole in your pocket, how is that getting you to your financial goals? If you are saying yes to literally everything, 
If you're eating out three to five times a week, where is that extra money going to come from? You are literally eating it. You are eating your financial future. Think about the Amazon purchases. Think about not, and it's not just Amazon. Like Amazon, again, Amazon is not the problem. Starbucks is not the problem. The marketing geniuses that reside at the grocery store are not the problem. It is our behaviors that are the problem. So in order to change our money, we must change our behaviors. What are you saying yes to that you don't need? And what are you saying no to that you do need? Sometimes we try to play the victim for a little too long. But every single one of you that are watching this video has a thousand different opportunities to make more money from the seat you are sitting in right now. Whether it is your car or your office or you are walking around the block, or you are on a plane to go somewhere, every single one of you has a thousand opportunities to increase your income. But again, your behaviors are not changing and you're in the same cycle that you have been for the last five years. Of saying, oh, I wish my money could change and changing no behaviors. Oh, I want to become debt-free this year and changing no behaviors. Oh, I want to spend less money and changing no behaviors. Oh, I want to do this with my money and then changing no behaviors. You have to change your behavior. It has to change. You can't keep mindlessly spending money on things that you do not care about. I want you to think, if you went to the grocery store, if you go to the grocery store today, before you walk through that checkout line, unless it is on your list, you have to put three things back. If it wasn't on your list that you needed it for dinner, why is it in your cart? It's probably a sweet treat dessert that makes you feel like crap when you eat it anyways. Eek! Sorry, guys. But like, if you really want to change your finances, you have to change your behaviors. Again, all of this to circle back on if you are wanting to change your finances, you cannot start this journey from guilt, shame, or fear. There is no point in dwelling on your past financial mistakes. The only reason, the only thing that I want you to even think about your past buyer's remorse from is to remember that you don't want to feel that again. So now moving forward, our behaviors are going to change to our benefit instead of working against us. Again, changing your finances is not a math problem. Changing your finances is a behavioral problem. You must change your behaviors in order to change your money.